on this episode of Jesus Center Stage. We have our first guest. We talk about college life as a Christian. Is there a wrong time to share the gospel? And when it comes to addiction, it's not about giving up. It's about being released. All right, here we are ready for this week's podcast, episode number four of Jesus Center Stage. Uh, A big week this week. We are having our first live guest uh, on the podcast and uh, really excited about that. Of course, Elsie is here as always. Instead of across from me, she's uh, sitting beside me today uh, because of our guest. And... um, we just came off of, I guess you could say, a big weekend uh, celebrating our anniversary. We've uh, made it three years. Three years. Uh, made a little trip up to Nashville and just enjoyed the sights. and Tried to find all the murals. The murals. Uh, lots of murals traced, in, in traced Nashville. Traced across the city, back yeah. and forth. If you hadn't ever been to Nashville, there's, there's murals painted, I guess, over a two or three square miles there that in random places uh, that are great picture opportunities. So we've done that, tried not to freeze to death. That was um, tough. About 30 minutes into it, uh, lost our bank card, which kind of made things a little <laughs> Let's more Let's not talk about that. Uh, I guess she just told you who lost our bank card. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I still so, don't know how it happened. <laughs> we, had a, we had a great time, and that was a, a, a good weekend for us. And uh, now we're back here, uh, ready to talk uh, about life, ready to talk about Jesus. And uh, as I said, we got a special guest today, none other than our son, Zach. Um, just a quick little bit about Zach. He's, he's home right now visiting from college. And uh, those of you that, that have listened, you hear the intro music, uh, that is all him. Uh, I like to brag on him a little bit. I think he plays about nine or ten instruments and uh, so all that is is him and uh, so I'm just going to ask him to tell us introduce him this is Zach uh, and uh, good to have him here as our first guest tell us a little bit about what's what's going on with you Uh, I'm the special guest Um, (laughs) I said I'm a I'm a Shane's son my name is Zach I am currently in college going for uh, audio production, which is like a sound engineering type deal. I got a little band up there that I play with. Um, nine or ten instruments is a little bit of exaggeration. It's like six or seven, but... Um, that you play but really you could good. play the I, I, others well, if you picked them up. Maybe. <laughs> um, I was in band in high school. I'm a band kid. Uh, music is sort of like my passion, I guess. It's one of the good... One things I'm good at... Um, yeah, one, of, one of the things you're good at. You're good at a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, your claim to fame, as uh, mine and also Elsie's is, is that uh, that you're a child of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's we're, we're, we're making a claim to fame through Jesus' fame. And uh, so we're happy to have, uh, have a guest here today. And... You know, as as we talked, he he's home from college um, and uh, fixing to go back. And you know, we had some talks just briefly a little bit about college life and uh, being a believer uh, and and you know going away into college. And one thing that was said that really 
that stuck out to me was that uh, you said it can be a little scary being a Christian, uh, uh, being a believer. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we don't think about that a lot of times. You know, if we get in a routine of going to church, going to work, and people know, uh, but then, as you said, when you go off and now you're in other uh, company in a, in a different kind of society, uh, I guess it can be a little bit scary. Yeah, um, I find uh, colleges are very leftist, liberal um, environments, and for them being the non-judgmental people, they're very judgmental. Um, it's not more so the uh, religion itself that they have a problem with. It's more or less um, the beliefs and morals that go along with it, mm-hmm. um, such as like, like. Uh, you're like pro-life or something obviously they're going to be against it and if you say oh it's because of my religion they don't ever see that as like an excuse and it usually uh finds turmoil in there somewhere i know uh someone asked on one of the pages if there was like a conservative group on campus and he was massacred by the hordes yeah it's really it's really bad and it's not so scary if if you a lot of them if you tell them i'm christian they're like oh want to come to this party like oh no i don't really drink or smoke or anything usually they're like oh that's you know that's good for you or whatever but um once you get into like the heart of you're like oh i believe this and that then they they tend to disagree with you and because i would say it's it's more the political like social ethical beliefs that you have that mm. relates with being a christian that brings more trouble than actually just being a christian because obviously there's like church on campus there's churches yeah. there they they accept you but you tell as someone, long as you're not being specific in what you believe yeah. you tell them i believe there's only two genders i believe in pro-life i say uh marriage should only be between a man and a woman and mm-hmm. stuff like that that's what's gonna get you canceled yeah, so to yeah say. just just saying, you know, saying you believe in God is is hardly any issue. Mm-hmm. Saying you believe in Jesus brings in a few more issues. But a lot of times I think when you just say that, people just kind of, you know, as that saying goes, take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually start to apply that, though, is when uh, sometimes the isolation might come or the, the, the meanness, the you know the the thoughts of i guess that they just don't agree with you any longer well i wonder sometimes though if it's not that they feel challenged if you're strong in your faith and in your beliefs enough to say no i'm not going to go to that party i don't do that stuff or enough to say like you said pro-life or pro-marriage or whatever and if you're strong enough in those beliefs to be outspoken on that then I wonder if it doesn't challenge them because I think a lot of the time people just adopt something because it's what they hear all the time or mm-hmm. it's the going thing, it's the acceptable thing. And so they haven't really taken the time to think about it. No or one think thinks it for through. themselves. Yeah. You know, they just kind of go with what they feel is right by what most people say without actually giving it any thought. Uh, yeah. It's... Uh, you know, I was I was looking at the the verse in Romans one sixteen. It says, "For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and then also to the Greek." But that that thought, "I'm not ashamed of the gospel," is is something I believe. You know, in, in our conversations, 
that that I could see that being an issue is you almost in some situations kind of feel ashamed not not so much of the gospel but just kind of ashamed to be different than the majority of the people around you um, and, well, and like ashamed said, might not be the right who, word but the one guy who reached out to say is there any conservative groups like yeah, he got a lot of backlash for yeah, that. yeah. So, he, he's like so, how people were saying how dare you say that in a society that's because they, they just associate, like I was saying, they don't really mind the Christianity, but then you get with the associations that go along with it, then that's when they have a problem. So when you ask for conservative groups, they just associate you with the worst of the worst of yeah. their ideals. But, but that's, that's what I'm saying. It's not that that, like in a situation like that, it may not be that you're ashamed of it, but when you're faced with that, do I reach out and try to find somebody or do I just keep my mouth shut? Is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth it to be vocal It's a and find somebody else who believes like this? I find it's a hard... I One-on-one conversations are a little bit um, easier. I find um, if I would have went out and got on a podium and started preaching the gospel, I would be kicked out of college most likely or suspended or something. And I have... God gave me a brain smart enough to know not to do that. And the best way I found to spread gospel to people especially in a, a place where it seems everyone's against you is one-on-one mm-hmm. i found way more success and not maybe convincing people but you know putting it in their mind or planting that seed uh that like this is what i believe this is why without them you know you can't go on social media or post on any college board about this kind of stuff because you'll see from us so much backlash but if you get to know someone you get on one-on-one then you can share with them that i find is a lot more effective in, in that, these kind of environments. Yeah, in that college environment, you kind of have to be a little more strategic. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, with the one-on-one, there's not that feeding off, you know, well, this you know, this person might make one comment against it. Well, then there's like 10 people who support that comment, and so it just grows and grows and grows mm-hmm. versus that one-on-one. So that makes a lot of sense well, well, listen, to, to do it that uh, way. Listen to what Colossians uh, chapter 4 says in verse 5 and 6. It says, conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders. And that's what, that's what Zach was just saying. Conduct yeah. yourself with wisdom. It, it, it's, my, it's not wise to go into a, a large group and, and start calling them out. Um, you know, or, you know, as we see, a lot of uh, evangelists think they need to just automatically go right in and start pointing out that people are going to hell. Uh, and that's to me. That's not wise. It's not. It's not well, loving. Well, I've heard people say a lot of the time, they already know that they need yeah. something. To, they need to hear the gospel. They don't need to hear how they're wrong because yeah. a lot of the times people know that. I mean, you you feel guilty whether you not you know the whole Bible or you know the whole story or not. There's things that are going to make you feel guilty and make you feel ashamed and make you feel bad. <laughs> so they don't need somebody to come and make it worse. Yeah. And this is this is how the, the, the New American Standard puts that. It says, conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders. Uh, and it says, making the most of the opportunity. Uh, Let your speech always be with grace as though seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Um, but I, I, really, I really like that fifth verse of conducting yourself with wisdom. And it says, making the most of each opportunity. And, you know, some... Some opportunities are are going to offer you more. 
some are going to offer you less. And, and when that says making the most of each opportunity, well, one particular opportunity, the most you might get out of it might, might not be a lot. But then another opportunity, the most you'll get out of it may be, a, a, you know, a, a whole lot. So, well, it's uh, like he said, getting one-on-one, getting to know mm-hmm. them a little bit, and then and then planting that seed. Yeah, standing up and doing the kind of whole feel about how you're all wrong is just going to make more people, like, Dislike more likely you. not, like, to go towards it other Defensive. than having that. Yeah, you, but, I mean, it's also one of those things that can exponentially grow. You get one person, and all of a sudden, you know, they start thinking, they maybe stop going to parties, and then that has an effect on five Everybody, more people, yeah. and then they start, you know, and it can exponentially grow. Um, even if they don't come to Christ at that moment, it, it puts in their mind, like, what, is what I'm doing wrong? Is this? Mm-hmm. And then maybe they do some more self-discovery and whatnot, and then I feel like it's also kind of part of your job to help them and guide them if they you know, if, yeah. they're, if they're seeking help they're from you, yeah, it. you definitely shouldn't force them to do anything. So I think. have you had any conversations with some, like a one-on-one conversation that you feel like you were able to plant a seed? Oh, for sure. Because, um, I've, uh, I don't want to say people all the time, but like, there's always an invitations to like, uh, parties and like hey we're gonna go here and do this and I'm like oh, I don't really want to be in that kind of environment and they're like well why and I'm like well what's because I'm a Christian and I believe this and this and they're like well that doesn't really make sense and I was like well let me explain it to you mm-hmm. and then I they kind of go like oh they might not be I agree with you but they're like I understand like where you're coming from they it respect makes it. it makes sense and I can appreciate someone who disagrees with me but respects my opinion more than someone who's just going to put me off because even though I might it'll still get through to them you know yeah um well that what you just described is your walk more than what you say they're interested in why you're making that decision yeah you're not going out and like preaching to everybody but because you take that stand in that moment they're like wait a minute what what's what with you why are you like this they they ask because they don't know we're talking about how people that can't make decisions for themselves they just kind of follow what's popping i feel like it's just a they just don't know and we, we've had conversations about this with like some of our family that like well i'm sure they would they would come to christ if they just knew who he was yeah mm-hmm. they, there's just so many people out here who don't know they don't know the gospel they weren't raised like this they were raised in this new society and they've, and they've heard certain things that that may not even be true oh, yeah. and, and and the worst thing i think that in, in in the college life and in in even in to our families and stuff is that so much is out there that to be a Christian, to be a believer and a follower of Christ, uh, you know, the day that happens, you're going to get a rule book that is, you know, as thick as an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. You're never no. going to have a good day. Yeah, again. you're never yeah. going to have fun Can't anymore. Have fun. Yeah, it's and over. I feel Life everyone is feels over. no one wants to be controlled anymore, and so they yeah. feel like um, no one. The worst thing you can do nowadays is offend somebody, and if you're yeah. trying to force them to do something, like oh, if you become a Christian, but the hardest this, thing, this, this. the hardest thing that you can can't do or can do, is to not offend somebody nowadays. <laughs> Everybody's offended so easily. You almost have yeah. to put a disclaimer on everything. Yeah. I was saying you go to those crowds, and everyone's like, oh, you're trying to force me into your religion, and you're kind of trying to do this, and they don't want to. They want to feel in control. 
of yeah. the situation, and then they get offended, and that just drives them away from mm-hmm. you. But you have to show them. And I, I was thinking. Uh, be strategic, like you yeah. said earlier. Some of the some of the guys that that really specialize in witnessing, uh, and uh, our some of our audience might know like Ray Comfort or uh, Todd Friel. Uh, they do a lot of witnessing in, and they share the gospel and help people to see why they need Jesus. But the one thing you never hear them do is ask somebody to say a prayer of salvation. Uh, and their their mindset on that is that they will share the, the gospel and, and let people know why they need Jesus. But it's not, it's not the most productive thing to try to get somebody right then to, to, to convert. Because it, it's a personal thing. Well, the Bible says that no man can come unless God draws him. So yeah. we are we're not we're not called or commissioned to save them or draw them or make them pray. We're just called mm-hmm. to tell them. Yeah. And then I, the rest of it's up to him. I hate in church services where they're like, "Oh, if you're not saved, come up to the front and stuff." And I'm like, "No, I just feel if it feels wrong to me, and it might." you know be led but something about like the whole yeah well if you're going because the preacher said come to the front front yeah you're, you're i feel you're like a lot of people reason. especially people we were talking about who don't know and they go to church and then the pastor says that, well if you're not saved come to the front there's a lot of pressure there and yeah. i feel like they might go up there and get saved but they don't know with yeah. he done air with, quotes by the way yeah <laughs> saved and but they don't know quotes. why for what reason they're just yeah. there and they're under a lot but of pressure that's why we got so many false converts well there's people in the church in in youth groups that don't even know what it is to be saved and so mm-hmm. if you ask them have you been saved and they're like yeah sure but if you ask them to like well when did you get saved or how did you get saved or you know they they don't really understand and the the question then is raised what does that even mean yeah. so we've I've, got people in churches that don't, know that don't even know what it means yeah, i've heard several times that when i ask somebody about their salvation story they say well i got baptized and they thought that means you know the salvation that's not gonna cut and another one that that's really kind of heartbreaking was a young lady that was uh, actually visiting our church uh a, I guess a couple years ago now, but hers was that the preacher called her down to the altar and prayed with her. And then the, and when you say, well, how did, how did you know you were saved? And she said, because the preacher told me. And Mm. so those kinds of things uh, are, you know, you can't force it uh, on somebody. And I, and it goes back to uh, with Zach and, and being in college and just, you know, trying to, to balance those things, you never want to uh, deny Christ, uh, but it, you need you need to pick and choose your times to evangelize. And if it's best in a one on one or you know a small group, uh, then that's that's when it's best. Uh, but the the thing is too, and I was just uh, looking at this verse uh, in First Peter three fifteen. It says, "But sanctify Christ as your Lord in your hearts." always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Uh, and, and that's kind of what you were saying earlier, was, you know, to, you, you can't just go in there with guns blazing and, and hollering to everybody they're going to hell, because then everybody then gets defensive, and they don't want to, they don't want to hear what you got to say, much less, you know, 
everybody we deal with in this world, including ourselves, there's a there's oftentimes a pride issue. And some people might be thinking, well, I need this Jesus guy. But then if Zach goes in there or if Elsie goes in there and, and starts saying, well, you, you better do it, you know, and you're going to go to hell, then all of a sudden it's, well, if I do it now, they're going to think I've done it because they told me to. And I, I don't, you know. I feel um, I feel like most young people understand. It's like whenever you're going to willingly go clean your bedroom, and then your parents go tell you to clean your bedroom, and then you just don't want to do it anymore. And you're yeah. like, well, now if I do it, they take it was like, their idea. Like I wanted to do it on my own will, you know. It's I, yeah, it's like that, but to a lesser degree. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But but it does say. I mean, scripture says, "Be ready to make that defense for for." It doesn't say make a defense to show them. You know the error of their ways. Yeah, it says show, make a defense to show uh, the the hope that's in you and why you have yeah, that strong, hope. strong will and perseverance is is a key element. Yeah. I feel like you just even if you can't convince them, you got to stay keep yourself and, and not being you know. easily offended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With with talking about being strategic, and and you said something about um, not always saying something, and he talked about earlier with with the opportunities that he's had on one-on-one are when he's made a decision like to not participate in something yeah. and it just reminded me and i looked it up really quick and it's in ephesians uh, chapter five but it says in verse eight for once you were darkness but now you are light in the lord walk as children of the light live as those who are native born to the light verse nine says for the fruit the effect or the result of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth trying to learn by experience what is pleasing to the Lord and letting your lifestyles be examples of what is most acceptable to Him, your behavior expressing gratitude to God for your salvation. So what you do in in you trying to, to please Him and your behavior, it says your behavior expressing gratitude to God for your salvation. So when you, when you treat somebody with kindness or you you stand up for something just by not participating in something Mm -hmm. your behavior is saying i'm i'm grateful for what god has done for me and i'm going to act like it yeah Mm -hmm. and so you're walking it's more than just you know saying it or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's important when you have the opportunity but i just keep coming back to if you're walking it if you're walking it out that has to bring more opportunities to actually explain it. Yeah. If that made any sense at yeah. all. I think it's also good to clarify that um, being strategic and getting someone on a one-on-one isn't a way of manipulating a person because that makes it sound like we're a cult. Um, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> no. um, but also doesn't mean like we're, we're not scared to share the gospel and we're not trying to manipulate people by getting them on a one-on-one situation. But like our, our goal is to spread the gospel as Christians, we need, you know, our mission is mm-hmm. to spread the gospel to all. And I could sit up on a pedestal and quote scripture and do all this. And I could do that. But we're given enough sense to know that if we want to spread the gospel, we need to do it in the most effective way possible. And if by doing it one on one is the most effective way, we're going to do that. And it doesn't mean we're manipulative. We're just, right. God gave us enough sense to, um, Beware, uh, to be, be aware, aware of, this, of our opportunities. Of our situation and yeah. where we're at. And I just want to make sure that's clarified that we're not scared to share the gospel, but we have enough sense to, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and like, you know, each opportunity, as we said earlier, each opportunity might be 
uh, it might be a big opportunity, and but we just have to be ready when those times come, whether they be small. But I think even a, a greater challenge, um, of course, I didn't go to college, uh, but I, you know, did live out in the world and, and a lot of those kind of party uh, atmospheres. But a lot of the challenge as, as a believer and a young believer like you would be, um, I mean, so far we've, we've kind of just discussed about you sharing the gospel, but also um, not going the other way either and claiming to be a Christian, but then giving in uh, to, to, the, to, to the other things that are going on that, that are not, you know, right. Which is uh, kind of what people expect, right? Because you said as long as they're okay with Christianity. As long as they can do their own thing. Yeah. I think, yeah, a big key element we got to take away is um, I was talking about it's like spreading the gospel. And it's not, it's, you got, you know, it's, it's telling the story. It's not condemning people. It's not judging people. Because you were saying earlier that people will come when God calls them. And I, I might misquote you on this, but you've said something along the lines of um, people won't come to God unless they want to. Like you can't, um, like you can't force people to. The only thing you can do is tell them the mm-hmm. gospel, and then when they want it, and when they're called, is whenever they'll come. I think that's also a big thing. People try to get up in people's faces and stuff, but that's not our that's not our mission here. Our mission is to tell the story and make people want it. It's mm-hmm. not. Well, if we look at if we look at the way that like Paul spread the gospel, he went and he preached it, and there were some people who accepted it and some people who threw him in jail. But he didn't, he wasn't like pinpointing or calling out people or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was preaching the gospel just in general. And there's always going to be people who, who, who are ready for it and people who aren't and res- respond negatively. But like you said, that's not what we're called to do. We're not called to make mm-hmm. sure that they pray or make sure that they receive. We're just called to tell them. Yeah. The guilt that, um, the guilt that we get from doing bad things is enough. We don't need other people telling us that we're bad people, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And that that reminds me. We need me, hope in uh, that. As far as sharing the gospel, I just heard uh, a couple nights ago, and I shared this with Elsie. Uh, the preacher said the gospel is offensive enough by itself; it don't need our help. Yeah. So you know, when somebody hears the gospel, and especially when they when they listen to the gospel. Uh, it, it does shine a light on us, and and that's offensive when we look at what what Jesus done for us and what He, you know, wants for us and wants from us as far as you know our. Well, it our shows sac- how bad we are. Yeah, like it shows how terrible. So we so are. it is offensive. So we don't need to add to it by by throwing out you know being condemning uh, to them. Uh, have have you? Uh, I know. With COVID and all, you've done most of your classes online, mm-hmm. uh, just one one or two, I guess, uh, in-person classes. But have you seen anything from professors that 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 liberal side, uh, the, the anti-Jesus uh, message, or is that, that COVID kind um, of put that on a, on a back burner? A little bit, and it was mainly just from uh, my uh, science teachers because they went into the whole, like— um, we're talking about the uh, like the Big Bang theory, and he's like, I want to make sure that we understand. Just because it says theory doesn't mean it's it's not proven, and it it, it you, like theory usually means it's well like well accepted and everything. And I don't feel like I, I mean I feel like he might have just been defining it, but also part of it felt like a 
like a low blow to the Christianity isn't mm-hmm. isn't a viable you know it's not what happened um, one time in class and this is more on the political side but um, some person they had their camera on and in the back they had like a like a Trump flag and then um, he was told to turn off his camera or take down the flag or he would be kicked out of class and in the professor's defense the kid was being like arrogant and stuff he was like no I'm not going to take it down am I not allowed to show it and the teacher was like well why you're in this class no you're not and then part of me was like well that's that's understandable but also part of me wonders like if it was a Biden flag or you know any other you know if it was something that was left side a pride flag even would he would would, would the same been, thing would happen? the same thing would have happened I'm gonna assume no it wouldn't it wouldn't have happened um and we take and it makes me think like oh what if they had a an American flag, a or pride a flag, flag. A, you know, any kind of those, would they have been asked to take it down? And I would, I can't say it for him, but I would assume yes if it didn't go with his beliefs. And I feel like they might be like, you know, abusing their powers as professors to try to control because. Well, you have to think too that the way society is, you can put up a Trump flag and everybody's offended, or you can put up a Christian flag and everybody's offended. But the pride flag and everybody, yay, yay, we want, you know, they're all, they're all Mm -hmm. for that. So it might be the professors, it might be their own personal agenda, but it might also be, we don't want to deal with everybody else who's going to call us and, and message us and email us and rant on us because we didn't say anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've just, I've always, or I shouldn't say always, but just more recently heard a lot of uh, you know that colleges, especially, um, try to take the 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 Jesus out of uh, everything, and and so many preach from a atheist kind of point of view. So I believe that's another challenge that our our young people face, uh, and really not even in college only, but through through uh, you know school, high school, and even you know earlier, uh, that that's a thing that that we need to to be aware of with our, our children and stuff. So, um, one of my professors did have a, um, he was a, um, one of my audio professors. He, he didn't come out as Christian, like saying he was boldly Christian, which I think would be a smart thing. Cause then everyone would be like, Oh, you know, but he, he had like underlying things that made me think like, Oh, this man might be a Christian. Cause he would always be like, oh, I love you guys and stuff like that. Or he'll just say, I know a lot of times people say, like, well, I'm praying this happens. But a lot of times he'll be like, yeah, blah, blah, you know, I'm praying that all y'all do whatever. And he'll just kind of say it, and no one thinks much about it, but it kind of, you know, it catches my ear because mm-hmm. you don't hear anyone there saying that kind of stuff. Yeah. None of the professors tell their students that they love them and that they care about them or, you know, they're praying for them. And they're not, they're not he's not going, like, I'm here praying for you. But he's like, you know, I pray that y'all have a good night's sleep before the test and blah, blah, blah. And just little things like that made me think, like, oh, you know, Maybe, yeah. it's maybe out it of the, it's out of the normal, and yeah, sometimes it's not normal. Um, that is our greatest witness is not the fact that we can quote scripture, uh, because I mean even the the worst of the worst can quote scripture, can memorize things. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, like you said, you just noticed it. He didn't come out and say, "I just want everybody to know that I'm a Christian," and it, but but you notice those things and. Kind of, you know, what you were saying earlier about when people invite you to a party where maybe there's going to be uh, things going on that shouldn't, and you just politely decline. 
and and then you know if you if you have that that moment to say well you know that's just not how I believe or not how I choose to live or uh, you know uh, one line I hear a lot from a, another uh, podcast that I listen to is anytime there's drinking involved or drugs he said I just always uh, break the ice right away and say I'm high on Jesus and you know the 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 scriptures talk about you know being filled with the with spirit and you know so uh there's always that but just living that life of 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 being kind of being loving of of being accepting of people um is and i say that is in uh you know not not saying well you know you have this belief so i'm not i'm going to look down on you or i'm going to not talk to you or am i you know i'm going to ignore you but you've got that belief and I got this belief, but my belief as a believer in Jesus says that I need to love you and to be kind to you. And that's kind of what you're saying with your professor. Even though he didn't come out and say it, you you were able to sense mm-hmm. uh, something about him. And that's, uh, I mean, that's the Bible says they will know us by the way we love one another. Before you say it for me, like you did last time, when, when, you, when you talked about that he's the only one that, like you feel like he cares about the students mm-hmm. and he, he puts those little things in there. Jesus said that you will know my disciples for their because of their love one for another. Mm-hmm. So that like you've picked up on something that's different about him. Even though he hasn't come out and said it, yeah. he's still like slipping in little, you know, little, little yeah, things, yeah, 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 that you've picked up on because he's he's the one who says, you know, I'm, I pray y'all have a good night or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. He puts those little things in there that lets you know, hey, this guy actually cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a challenge. And, you know, we, we're here, uh, you know, obviously at home, uh, and we pray, you know, for you and, and for all, all of our, our nation, our young people, but uh, just knowing that, that there's there's a society out there that, that thinks that this is just wrong and and that it's it's condemning um so but it, it's interesting to hear uh, just about you know balancing uh, the life in college uh and and just as a young person in general and being a christian uh, being a believer in jesus and how those things uh, the challenges that you face each and each and every day uh going about about your daily life up there so um but anything else you want to add before we we getting kind of close here to closing out? But uh, anything we haven't touched on? Um, I might go on a little off track, but I'll I'll try to bring it around. Uh, you're talking about like going to parties and there's like drugs and stuff, and by showing you're not there. Um, the the people that have like asked me to um to go to parties and stuff. I even had one person I. Hopefully this goes off record. I, I sent them the answers to like a quiz for an assignment. Ooh, and they were like, "Oh, I, I owe you like a." They said, "I owe you like a six pack or something." And I was like, "Oh, I don't drink or whatever." Mm-hmm. And um, and instead of responding like, "Oh, they said good for you," which surprised me because a lot of people who do drugs and drink don't want to. They're like they're stuck there, mm-hmm. and a lot of people who I tell like don't don't drugs they're like well that's that's good I look higher of you because I I, I do them and you know I'm, they 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 make it sound like they don't want to be there anymore, which is and they most likely don't and it, it's honestly yeah. surprising and they're like well I just can't and I'm like well you can if you <laughs> I was like I can 
I mean, I, I've never struggled with it. I didn't have a rough childhood. I've never done drugs or drank or anything. I've never had a desire to. Um, but these other people, they, they see them as, uh, like, escape mm-hmm. routes or whatever. They're searching for something. I'm trying to bring this around to, like, what we were talking about. But if you show, I was saying, like, you were talking about how a lot of times it's how we act. It's not like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, they pick up on little things. Stuff like, I'm not, I don't drink or not smoke. And them saying I don't want to be there is one of the the big things I feel. They they see there's someone there's people out there that can live their lives normally and be happy and whatever, and they don't have to have an addiction. And I think that's one of the, especially on college campuses, because it seems that everyone does something a sort. Um, not doing stuff like that I feel is like one of the biggest ways of showing that you know your belief and whatnot. Because you can have happiness with Jesus. You don't have to have this yeah, other stuff. It's a big shower of um, and I said they they don't want to do it, and you showing them that there's a way to be happy yeah. without it. I feel like it's a big light bulb in their head that makes them start really yeah. contemplating and thinking about and, the thing. And, and you know, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but sometimes at that point in that conversation, when somebody kind of puts that out there that that maybe they don't want to be doing that, they're just kind of stuck. Is when you're, I'm gonna say you're typical. A uh, church person, a uh, religious person, drops the rules out there to them, mm-hmm. and well, this is you can't you you know this is the rules, uh, but that's a time to to be friendly to someone, mm-hmm. to be loving to someone, to be kind, uh, and not tell them about a rule, but tell them about a man, uh, mm-hmm. and of course that man is Jesus. The rules are easy to follow once you know them because you don't have a desire to break them or anything exactly <laughs> they're not they're not even it. like hardly any rules they're like oh, i don't want to he's like you can't do that and it's like oh, i didn't want to do it anyway so it doesn't really affect your day-to-day life like yeah. people people think there's this rule book and it's going to affect my day-to-day and i can't be happy but once you're there you don't no. want Which, it yeah it's yeah. like jesus changes your want to yeah it's, yeah. it's like you know just say stealing um me, me and and zach or me and elsie have never sat down and have a conversation and said Okay, well, one of our rules is I'm not going to steal anything from Zach. Zach don't want me to steal from him, so that's our rule. No, I just don't want to steal something from you because I love you, and I want what's best for you, and, and so I just don't do it. It's not a rule, but like I said, some people at that point with, with someone, especially with substance abuse or something, is going to start dropping these rules. And when it comes to that knowing Jesus and not not worry about what the rule is, but just know him, and 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 getting that relationship with him. Then all of a sudden, I don't want to steal from you, and all of a sudden, I, if I got an addiction, all of a sudden I don't want that addiction. You know, I don't he, want that. He fills all the empty places. Yeah. Once you mm-hmm. know him, he fills all the all the need for other things. And I know too many people who who've gotten saved and it came and if it just drop their addictions with no problems so it's not like it's it's not impossible anything's possible especially with god and everything so Mm -hmm. it's not i don't think it's as big as a it's more of relief than a struggle i feel like people think about the struggle of having to give up things where it's more like you're not you're not having to give it up but you're being released from it yeah that's good and it's more it's more of a relief not having to because there's so many people that once they get saved, they just get off of it, and it's like, you know, they're a whole new person because yeah. they just got released from it. There's a difference in feeling like you have to give something up or feeling like you're able to throw it away. 
I mean, there's mm-hmm. a there's empowerment really in saying like I can that. take yeah. this and throw it. I really it. like the how you worded that, and I don't have to give it up. I'm released from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that. I mean, that's like how many how many scriptures are there about freedom in Christ? Mm-hmm. And people uh, think it's controlling, but it's the exact it, opposite. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, and it's hard to. I thought about this earlier. It's hard to explain the kingdom principle of when you surrender, is when you are free. Like that. It's. When you give up control to somebody else, mm-hmm. then you are free, and it's like that's the opposite well, of everything. From, yeah, from the time that you're a little kid on the playground, if you wave the white flag, that means you lose. Mm-hmm. You give up and you lose. But in 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 this walk, and in, in, in when we're talking about Jesus, when you wave the white flag, you just won. You that's how you, you win. Just, yeah, you just is, cross to the winning is, side. Uh, uh, crossing. Uh, crossing to the winning side through and you know the the releasing you're releasing that's that's not just when you get saved that's after you've been saved and you're you're growing in Christ and there's something you know that maybe you struggle with or there's an attitude that you have an issue with or mm-hmm. you know when you when you let him have that part of you then you don't have to worry about it anymore mm-hmm. you're released from it and most That's people, really good. I'm really liking that. Most people already want to stop. You know, I was saying most people don't yeah. want to. And so all they need is just that little bit of encouragement to get them yeah. to stop. And, and it usually. And that's people don't realize yeah. that's ministry. Some people say, well, I'm, I'm not called to ministry. We're all called to mm-hmm. some form of ministry. And, and just something as simple as uh, helping someone see that is is uh, that's ministry too. And that's why we like so much uh, I know we know here in our family we love doing Bible studies with Zach because he always comes up with a unique perspective uh, at some point in the Bible uh, study uh, he has a very uh, uh, a, a mind that really interprets uh, scriptures um, uniquely I guess you could say so and that's why we had you on as a guest we knew we'd get a little nugget out of you before you got out of here uh, so um but now we're actually just a couple minutes over and uh so we're going to start winding this one down and just thank you for being here with us uh obviously uh if you don't know this by now we're very proud of you and uh the young man that you become and in that you can go off to college uh the way that you're fixing to go back and you know you was going throughout the fall uh and that uh it's a comfort as a parent to know uh you know that where your mindset's at and, and where your heart's at. So we're proud of you, and uh, we're thankful that you was here with us today. And we're sad you're leaving us and again. And we're sad you're leaving today. I just told Elsie the other day, I said, for some reason I feel like it's going to bother me more him leaving this time than it did the very first time. And I don't know why you think, uh, you know, it, it would be easier the second time. But uh, well, Maybe the first time I thought, maybe the first time I came back, he's like, oh, he's finally back, it's done. Then you're like, oh wait, he's leaving again. He's leaving again. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> and then next year he's gonna, gonna leave again, again and again. again. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, so uh, we're gonna wrap this up. And uh, for those that are listening, uh, we encourage you if you uh, if you enjoy the content stuff to to like it, to share it, uh, visit us on Facebook. Um, if you go up to the search window, uh, just put in Jesus Center Stage, and uh, you should be able to find us uh, there. Um, and then if you want to go directly to us, you can just go on Facebook to uh, Centering. It's, it's Facebook slash Centering Jesus. 
Uh, and then, of course, you can message us uh, there on Facebook also. Uh, so feel free to do that, and uh, we're thankful for each and every one that listens. And uh, that's going to bring us to the end. So until next time, keep Jesus center stage in your life.